We are Marquette. 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 Gary Krenz, I teach in the Department of Mathematics, Statistics, and Computer Science. Well, I think I was in my mid-40s when I was coming up from, from class down in the basement of Cudahy Hall, walking up the stairs, going to my office on the third floor and going, man, I'm really winded. So I went, I went home, got on running clothes, went out and ran, and ran about five, six blocks and going, oh. But he didn't give up, so as you know, it's a sort of the couch to something. And so I started running a little bit longer, longer. There's a nice little stretch uh, near my house, a little boulevard. I would run down the boulevard. I'd run down further, further each time. Eventually, I got to about, oh, a couple of miles. Then I'd run a little further, got to four miles. Then I actually signed up for some 5Ks, a lot of 5Ks in Milwaukee, uh, Dino Dash and Super Run and all those ran the ran the five Ks, but kept getting longer, longer. Was running further and further and uh, up where I lived, and eventually I got to seven miles. And my brother, who'd been running marathons, saying, "Well, if you can do seven miles, you can finish a marathon." So then, in two thousand and one, I ran my first marathon, the the Lakefront Marathon. First off, you'd have to remember the Marquette culture of self reflection, and what I would do is when I'm running. I would actually would think about my day, and I'd think about the things that went well, and then I'd reflect upon the things that didn't go so well. And I would go out early in the morning, there'd be the birds, it'd be quiet. It's almost like meditating. It was actually just wonderful. And I mean, I live in a beautiful suburb. It was actually, so you'd be sitting there with your thoughts, reflecting upon the day, planning things. basically almost communing with God. So it was just really very relaxing. It was a stress relief. It was really quite wonderful. So I found, I mean, it was just, I got all these positive reinforcements doing it. When I thought about running, I never really thought of of myself as very fast. Uh, It was sort of strange. It was only until I started running with the Marquette Running Group, Mike Lovell's group, that they actually pointed out, yeah, actually, you're kind of fast. When you, as soon as you start thinking you're fast, that's you know when you start getting into problems. But you know, I, I would scratch my head, going, "Well, I'm a 60 year old. Uh, I don't really think of myself all that fast. I've been slowing down." Training for the marathons, I actually trained by myself for a decade plus. I trained by myself. And most people find that very disheartening, whereas I would be spending the time, in essence, doing meditation. So I'd be running, and those long runs were simply, if you would, long self-reflections and thinking about your life and sometimes planning planning courses, thinking about things that you've done wrong, thinking about action plans. So it was actually the training part was not a chore. It was actually... Something you did, you uh, would feel good. You'd feel like you're making some progress on fitness. I wake I wake up in the morning, um, you know, depending on what time you go to bed, anywhere from five to six hours later, I wake up and 
and then I come in, and it's actually, once again, it's it's a quiet time. You know, there's time for students, there's time for colleagues, but you need time to work. So at 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning, there's time to actually get some work done so then you can be present for people when they come. Like today I had office hours, and I actually had one hour for office hours, and I spent that with two students and who had ex- really good questions. They had done their background coming in, and they had really high-quality questions. It was a very productive time for both of us. But you don't get reports written. You don't get other stuff written when you're there for the students. And we exist for the students. That's what a university is about. There's some there's some students that know that I run. They see me. Uh, most of the students don't realize how serious I am of a runner, and that's the sort of thing um, I was at. I was trying to remember which Boston Marathon I was at. I was talking to somebody from Colorado because you're just sitting there for an hours waiting for the marathon to start, and they had asked me, "Have you told your students that you're out running the Boston Marathon?" I go, "Well, no, no, I didn't, because you know that's sort of." You know, I, you know, that does that sound like boasting or something? You know, they'd be actually very interested in knowing that their professor is out doing the Boston Marathon. So now I will come up and say, well, I'm going to be gone the next couple of days. And and some of them will say, will you be running the marathon? And, go, and it's sort of the marathon, not a marathon. It's the marathon. So, yeah, I, I'm going to be out there running the marathon out in Boston. So it's So some of them know. Uh, some of the people in information technology services know I run very seriously. And they were actually very surprised back or very concerned back in 2013. That was the year of the Boston Marathon bopping because they had actually were watching or tracking me. And they realized that I was pretty much near the finish line when the first bomb went off. So then, that, then I was getting all these messages from folks going, um, uh, wow, were you okay? How are things going? So there were people actually at Marquette, both in uh, campus ministry and mission and ministry and other places that were actually following and were very concerned. That was the one and only time at at um, Athletes Village where somebody had came up while I was talking with somebody and said, could I pray for your safety? ended up being a four-hour marathon when when it should have been like three hours, 20 minutes, or three hours, 15 minutes. And I was coming to the, you, you make the bend at the Sitco station, you turn if you know the course. You're coming in, and because I was walking, guy tapped me on his shoulder, said, why don't you run on in? And so I started sort of hobbling, that, that horrible hobble when people are all cramped up. And I hobbled in, and if I hadn't done that, I probably would have been in front of the finish line when the first bomb went off. As it was, I had crossed the finish line. I had gotten my heat shield blanket. Those are very long blocks in Boston, but I was probably a block or a block and a half away that I'd, the first bomb went off. I turned around, and I saw the smoke going up. And then, I, then I saw the, the, the second bomb go off. Um, it was very... Um, very, very. You, you, people ask, did you know what what happened? And yeah, you know. So. Delta nine eight four. Send to the corner of Wing and Huntington. I want that boat to 
going, sir. They're going. What I did is the first thing I did was I got my check bag, pulled the phone out, called my wife and said, I'll meet you at the hotel. Don't try to meet me here. Then I called my parents and said, uh, you don't, I, I really can't take time to talk. Uh, you're going to see it on the news. Just know that Sally and I are okay. And then made my way back to the hotel. Everyone leave the area now. Cross the street. Leave the area. The year after was a very different race. It was, um, I mean, had never seen snipers on roofs. The security was remarkable. It was actually very remarkable. Um, but it was a, it was a really, and the city came out. In fact, there were probably more spectators out. It's kind of like, this is not going to change the Boston Marathon. So people came out. It was literally Boston strong. 26.2 miles. The Boston Marathon, I mean, all marathons are really, you know, all have special, special things to it. Um, but the Boston is, Boston Marathon is one of those, there's roughly a million plus spectators. And when you're in the city for the Boston Marathon, you go into a restaurant to go, are you running the marathon? And they treat you as if you're, they treat you as, as if you're an elite athlete. I mean, they just treat you really well out there. And you come out, I mean, I ran one Boston Marathon. It was at the tail end of a nor'easter. And you you kind of expected that there'd be a small crowd. Oh, no. Not the same crowd was there. They're drenched. The wind is blowing. You get to Wellesley's College where all the, 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 uh, the student body comes out. It's primarily a women's college. They're coming out. It's a rainy, wet, dreary day. They're out there screaming. And the, the elites, they're still screaming for the people who are coming back, coming by hours later. They're screaming at the top of their lungs. People are grilling, they're, and they're cheering you. I remember one Boston Marathon where a guy looked at me and said, You, you, I put two bucks on you. Get your, get moving. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just so special. It's the crowds. From the start, there's hardly any gap in a crowd, and that's 26 miles long, where at the very start, the biggest gap is maybe, uh, maybe 100 yards between spectators, maybe. And then when you start getting closer to downtown, then you start talking about how deep are the crowds, not if there's a crowd. It's how many bodies deep are the crowds. And that's the entire way. People screaming, of course, They've been imbibing in adult beverages, so some of them you don't want to high-five because you might not have your arm left when you get done high-fiving them. But they're out there screaming, yelling, and it's no matter what weather it is. Although I haven't been out there when it's been hor horribly bad, although the tail end of a hur hurricane where there was horizontal rain at the start, that's borderline bad. So when Mike Lovell came to Marquette, he started to run with the president group. There's a collection of people in that running room group, uh, Tim Sogalski, there's John Klicka, there's uh, when Christine Smith, there's Steve Frieder, Patrick Canelli. There's a whole collection. There's people who pop in and out, and that, that typically meets on Tuesday for some interval works, Thursday for a tempo run, and then Friday morning 
to basically commiserate the recovery run. Then when marathon training, the group will try to get together and, and do the long runs together. Um, you can go fast by yourself, but if you want to go far, go with a group is sort of the old saying. And it's really quite nice because, uh, for example, John and I sort of are roughly the same pace, so we end up pushing each other. It's really good. Uh, it's probably what helped propel me to a fairly decent marathon. In fact, we ran the uh, Strider Half Marathon in August, and John was just so great. He was We were basically running together, and when he realized that I could do uh, the half in under 90 minutes, he was sitting there going, Go! Go! Just yelling at me like I... So did he did some coaching, and so he's just yelling at me, Go! You can do it under 90 minutes! So he's just pushing me, and it's... And it did, it did come under 90 minutes, and, and I came in second in my age group. There's some fast old folks. But it was really quite remarkable because I, I didn't think I could actually do 90 minutes, and he had more confidence in me than I did. So I've been running for a couple of decades now, and I haven't ran a good Boston for years. I've... I would say the last three Bostons have been very disappointing from my point of view. Good times for my age, but very disappointing from what I, my goal. So I wanted – my original goal was to run at a certain pace. I've been a little bit injured. I actually did a stumble. I was running along North Avenue, and I hit a pizza delivery guy, but that's a different story. And then running up a hill, I tripped and fell, but, you know, that's part of old age. But my goal for Boston – was to try to be somewhere in the 315 range. We'll see. 320, I'd be I'd be happy with a 330, but possibly faster. But we'll we'll try to aim for a 320 and and see where the chips fall. However, I will say if I go up the stairs at Cudahy, I still get winded, and I'm in pretty good shape. I think it's the stairs, but I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> it's still a good motivator. You know, some people would probably say being a math professor helps you deal with the pain. <laughs> that's a good answer. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, You, I put two bucks on you. Get your, get moving.